What's up, everyone? Welcome to the State Philly Sports History for February 5th, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to a Monday edition of the podcast. It is Super Bowl week. No Eagles, but it is Super Bowl week. <clears throat> a lot to get to today, so let's start, as always, with the recap of yesterday's question of the day. I asked, in honor of the anniversary of Super Bowl 52, which championship was more impactful for the city? Was it 2008 World Series or was it that Super Bowl 52? 60% of you said it was the Super Bowl. There's a lot of comments saying you can't go wrong either way. Uh, but most of the people that said Super Bowl was due to this being more of a football town. Hard to disagree with that. Personally, I still think I would go with the 08 World Series just because the psyche of the team, you needed that. Uh, we had never won one. You had all the different rationale and reasons for it. Uh, you had the curse, but then with the statue of William Penn. Uh, but again, you can't go wrong. Both were amazing, amazing just to be a part of. And it seems as though with the current state of where we are right now, it's going to be a long time before we get back there. Hopefully I'm wrong though. But as always, thank you for participating. 267-495-8531 gets you in. We will have another question of the day later in the show. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Jimbo underscore Mott. Trying to get that up over 100 so that way we can have some some things and, and open up more doors and possibilities. I have a couple things. Hopefully I can announce, um, not really announce big things, but just some changes with both of my podcasts that um, just kind of working through some things right now. But stay tuned for that. Best way, again, to be on the lookout for that is Jimbo underscore Mont. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get everything you need. Be sure to help my girl Ella out. Pick up your Girl Scout cookies. You're going to buy them anyway. Everything you need is in the link in the description. Click that link and you will go support her to get that camping trip together. All right. The big news is from the Sixers. And Joe is going to have surgery. And there's a lot of... So I guess basically with the flap... The torn flap, I guess he has. There's no way for that to heal on its own. Um, depending on the severity of it, sometimes people go their whole careers. There's people in everyday life that have this that don't get the surgery that are fine and just deal with flare-ups. Obviously, since he's an NBA player, you don't necessarily want to do that. They did say one of the options was to rest it, I think, four to six weeks maybe, see where we're at. Uh, and then have him come back. Then the issue with that is that in we could play a game, could be two games, whatever it could be. It could be the rest of the season, but it could flare up and then end up having to get this surgery anyway. So Joe did opt for the surgery. Now the timing of this is interesting. I guess he's going to get it this week, but they're not really sure the time frame for recovery until they actually get in there and do the surgery. Uh, it could be, I've heard... I mean, obviously, callers and, and amateur doctors are like, oh, my, my sister had this, and uh, she was back in two weeks. I don't know if it's going to be two weeks, but it could be upwards of eight weeks, best case scenario, maybe, at, which would take him right to the end of the regular season for the playoffs. Worst case, could be the re end of the season. You just, again, don't know. A lot is determined upon whether or not he's going to be able to recover from that or... 
how severe it is. Like, there's just so many variables. So we, we kind of are in limbo right now. We don't know what's going on. Uh, but the show must go on. They're in action tonight against the Mavs. So we'll see really what – I mean, they – Joe's not the only injury on this team, so they're they're definitely in a, a unique situation. The trade deadline is this week, so it really is putting the pressure on Daryl Morey and Elton Brand to figure out what they need to do. Do they go all in and get a superstar? Do they let this ride out and just see where they are and, and kind of tank and go in for next year? I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I said it before, and I even more so now with the uncertainty of Joe's injury. I I, I would think if it was the, if I was Daryl Morey, I'd want Joe to get the the surgery first thing this morning, um, so they can see and get a sense at least a rough idea before the trade deadline where his recovery is going to be. Uh, but I haven't heard anything about when it's going to be. Uh, scheduled for but that is today's question of the day I feel like this is like the third time we've asked this but the the circumstances keep changing so question of the day trade deadline is this week what do you do if you're the Sixers do you trade do you stand pat Um, do you try to bring in somebody Uh, who Uh, let me know but that is the question of the day 267-495-8531 Leave a voicemail, send a text message, let me know what you're thinking. What do the Sixers do? Do they stand pat? Do they bring somebody in? Um, If they stand pat, that means they're really just rolling with what they got now and then looking forward to next year. Is there somebody out there that's available that would be a needle mover right now? Uh, I'm not seeing it. I know... um, there's just there is a lot of different rumors, and then people are like, "Oh, go after him," but it all depends really on who's available and what they're ready to give up. And it, I don't know. I kind of feel going into the draft with where they are and not knowing what Joe is. My gut is telling me stand pat, run it out. I mean, you got Tobias who's going to be a free agent. Maybe he something clicks with him, and he's playing out there for a contract hope that the other guys get healthy and Nick Nurse can really maximize. And it's been hard because everybody's been injured. But let me know. 267-495-8531 gets you in on the voice and text line. Not really much going on in the world of the Flyers. Uh, obviously, the Carter Hart thing, uh, they go return to action tomorrow. We are 10 days from pitchers and catchers uh, reporting, or from the first workout, nine days until they report. Uh, but there's some rumors out there, but nothing really substantiated that the uh, Phillies might be interested in Cody Bellinger. I don't know his contract situation. And it, again, at this point, it's just rumors. But I I don't know. I kind of like go, rolling with Rojas, but we'll see. I mean, again, this is all just rumors. I do think they're going to make a move, and I'd rather see them make a move for a pitcher, but that's me. We do have some World Cup news. World Cup is coming to the United States. I, I Actually, it's coming to North America in 2026. But Philly is one of the venues that will be hosting some World Cup games. It was announced yesterday that the Link will be holding six games, five group stage games, and one round of 16 game. Uh, the round of 16 game, I believe it is, is on the 4th of July on the 250th anniversary of the country. 
can only hope that quite possibly the Americans are playing uh, and they would let them play in Philly that day, uh, which would be pretty cool. Uh, but other than that, it was a pretty, pretty quiet. And we're, we're entering that that time of the year where it's really just it's quiet. I mean, last year we had the hype of the Super Bowl and everything like that. Uh, things are starting to die down with the Eagles and the new uh, league year doesn't start till mid-March. So as things kind of quiet down, we're, it, we're hopefully the Phillies can bring us some hope. Uh, that's really the key right there. And if you really do believe in the Phillies, get the Believe shirt. Believe that it can happen. Believe that you can get the 19-inch pythons like Johan Rojas. If you haven't seen what I'm talking about yet, search Johan Rojas working out. You'll see his arms, but then you'll see the the Believe shirt that he has. Uh, Do you believe the Sixers can put together some magic under Nick Nurse while Joe recovers from the injury? Best way to support is get that Believe shirt from phillygoat.com. Check out their solution. Their selection of canvas loafer shoes, I'll get it out. They're incredible. Match them with the shirt. I'm telling you, everybody's going to be wearing them at the Shore this year. So go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery at checkout for 10% off your orders. That Philly, that's phillygoat.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. All right, today... We're going to hop in the way, way, way back time machine and go all the way back to 1880. And on this day, February 5th in 1880, the National League voted the Worcester Ruby Legs into the league, a.k.a. the Worcester Worcesters or the Worcester Brown Stockings, which they were also known. You're probably wondering why are we talking about a team in Worcester, Massachusetts on a Philly sports-based podcast well, the ruby le- ruby legs were out of the league two years later due to poor attendance. Al Reach, yes, that Al Reach from Reach Sporting Goods we've talked about uh, a couple times over the past couple months. He bought the spot from the, the National League. And in 1883, Philadelphia was awarded the franch- uh, an expansion franchise. And the Philadelphia Quakers began play. Philadelphia Quakers, but the Phillies... Uh, much like the Worcester Worcesters, they would call them by their, the, the nickname sometimes, and that's where the Phillies nickname came from. So they were the Philadelphia Phillies because they were from Philly. Uh, but they began as the Quakers. Reach was the president of the Phillies from 1883 to 1899. Uh, he played for the Philadelphia Athletics, so very big uh, impact and influence on Philadelphia baseball was Al Reach. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, because of the way the Phillies came in, some people think, oh, well, the Worcester Ruby Legs just moved to Philly. And that is not the case. They are two separate franchises. The Worcester Ruby Legs cease to exist. And Al Reach just bought their, their spot in the National League. So they're two separate franchises. No players from the 1882 Ruby Red Legs play or um, – Ruby Red Legs, Worcester Ruby Legs, uh, I'll get it, came to play for the 1883 Phillies. So they were a completely separate team. But on this day in 1880, everything was set in motion for the debut of the Phillies when the Ruby Legs took a spot into the National League. The Ruby Legs would only last two years due to poor attendance and ultimately 
the franchise, the right to the franchise was bought by Al Reach, uh, the same guy from Reach Sporting Goods, and he brought the Philadelphia Quakers, a.k.a. the Phillies, into the National League in 1883, and the rest, as they say, is history. But that happened on this day in 1880. Um, So there is some tie between the Worcester Ruby Legs and the Philadelphia Phillies, but they are separate franchises. Finally today, let's look at our Philly Sports Black History Spotlight. And today we're going to spotlight Emlyn Tunnell. The Gremlin, as he was called, is from Garrett Hill in Delaware County and went to Radnor High School. Played halfback for them. He was in their inaugural Hall of Fame class for Radnor High School. From there, he went to Toledo where he played halfback. Broke his neck in a game against Marshall in 1942. Recovered and actually came back to help the basketball team to the NIT Finals in the 1943 season. Um, or I guess the 42-43 season. So he was able to battle back from breaking his neck to lead the, to help lead the basketball team to the NIT Finals. After Toledo, World War II broke out, so he served in the Coast Guard. Uh, he did play for the San Francisco Coast Guard pilot football team while he was stationed out on the West Coast. Uh, he did, over the course of his term, in the, like this guy is just amazing. During the course of his uh, serving in the Coast Guard, he was able to save two shipmates on two separate occasions, one, when the ship got on fire, he was able to, to rescue him and carry him to safety. Another, one of his shipmates fell in icy cold water. Tanel jumped in and saved him as well. Um, for his trouble, I guess you could say, or for his efforts or her, his heroicism, he has the 45th Sentinel Class Cutter, which is one of the speed ships that the Coast Guard uses, named after him, which is an amazing, it's one of the top, honors you can get in the Coast Guard. He was honorably discharged and went to play football at Iowa. He played there from 1946 to 1947, set a couple records, became an undrafted free agent signing of the New York Giants. He became the first African-American to not only sign but play for the New York Giants, and this is where his career really took off. He was a safety and a return specialist for the Giants. During his career, he did play a couple seasons in Green Bay near the end, but he was a two-time Super Bowl or two-time NFL champion for the Giants, six-time first-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, led the league in punt return yards twice. He's on the 1950s All-Decade NFL team. He's on their 50th and 100th anniversary teams. He is in the Giants Ring of Honor. He's a Philadelphia Sports Hall of Famer. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, which he happened to be the first African-American and first primary, primarily, pri- primarily defensive back to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is the Giants' all-time interception leader with 79. He is ranked number two in the NFL for that. The NFL Network, when they did their 100 Greatest Players, Ranked Tanel 79th on their list. He's uh, widely considered the second greatest giant behind Lawrence Taylor. Uh, after he's done playing, he was a scout for the Giants and the Packers, was an special, a special assistant coach, and then a defensive back coach for the Giants for a few years before finally retiring. Probably one of those guys, again, that you've never heard of, uh, but between being a great player at Radnor, uh, 
overcoming adversity in Toledo, coming back from a broken neck and leading the basketball team to the NIT finals, serving in the Coast Guard, saving two of his shipmates, uh, going to Iowa, and then just becoming one of the best to ever play in the NFL. Emlyn Tunnell from Garrett Hill, I guess the Garrett Hill neighborhood in Radnor, but that is today's Philadelphia Sports Black History Spotlight. Emlyn Tunnell, the only issue I have with him is the fact that he played for the Giants. If he'd have went to the Eagles, this would have been such a better story, but I digress. And no, I don't want to take anything away from Tunnell. One of the greatest to ever do it, and he was from our area. On this day, 1880, the National League voted the Worcester Ruby Legs into the league. They only lasted two years, but that spot that they took was bought by Al Reach, and he started a team in Philadelphia known as the Quakers, who we know and love today as the Phillies. And speaking of that, only nine days until pitchers and catchers report. Looking forward to some spring, some Phillies baseball and hopefully getting the stench of what's been a a terrible 2024 so far for our sports teams, and hopefully they can can pick up the slack and and carry us into into the summer. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Jimbo underscore Mott. Buy your Girl Scout cookies from Ella, 267-495-8531. Answer the question of the day. At this point, based on Joe having surgery and the uncertainty of the timeline, should they trade or stamp Pat or should they try to gather some assets for the draft and moving forward? Maybe get pick up another couple uh, second-round picks that you can package to a deal. Let me know. 267-495-8531. supposed to be a gorgeous day today. Hopefully, you can get out and enjoy the sun. And it's supposed to be relatively mild going up into the mid-40s. So get out and enjoy it. I'm still sore from playing knockout with the kids yesterday. Um, That's the first telltale sign you're getting old, but it is what it is. Hopefully we'll have some more updates on Joe and whatever the Phillies may or may not be doing with Cody Bellinger or anybody for that matter. Go have yourselves a Monday. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.